Welcome to Victory Today. I am so glad that you've joined us. In this podcast, we're going to talk about some powerful keys that will set you up for a day of victory, a day of increase, and a day of favor. So get ready, open your heart, allow God to speak to you, and let's get into it. You know, for many years, I used to read novels before I went to sleep each night. I guess the idea was to switch off and just read something that I didn't have to think about too much. Now, I read with a Kindle. It's got a backlight on it, which is so much better than reading on your phone or your iPad, by the way. But anyway, I was reading novels on my Kindle. And I tried pretty hard to read things that are wholesome and uplifting, which is getting harder and harder to do. But so often what I'd find is that I'd been reading whatever it was, and it would lead to dreams in the night that were often dark and depressing and man, it really messed with my sleep. So I gave that up. And for years now, I've been reading either the Word of God or faith books each night prior to going to sleep. But rather than trying to get through a chapter or reading for a set amount of time, what I do these days is I'll just read until something really speaks to me and then I'll stop, I'll put the Kindle down, kiss Megan goodnight and I'll lie there and meditate on what I've just been reading. You know, whatever that truth was. I'll I'll just meditate on it for a few minutes and, and then I'll talk to God about it. I'll roll it around in my mind and I allow that thought to, to continue in my mind as I drift off to sleep. And having done that for a few years now, I can tell you, man, it is revolutionary. I couldn't tell you the amount of insights and ideas that I come up with in the night. I'll wake up, I'll write a bunch of stuff down in the notebook that I keep in my bedside drawer. I get answers to things, I get insights, I sleep so much better, and I have much better dreams. It is incredible. I would encourage you. Give it a try. Just just before you go to sleep, read the Word of God or read a faith book that will encourage you and just allow that to, to permeate in your mind. Anyway, the other night I was reading a book by Smith Wigglesworth, who was a British evangelist back in the early to mid-1900s. And he was talking about someone that he'd ministered to, prayed for the night before in a meeting, had come up to him and said, hey, I appreciate you praying for me, but I didn't get anything. And the reason that the guy said that was because he came forward for healing, okay? He, he got prayed for, and the next day he wasn't any better. And so in his mind, he didn't get anything. And that would be a very common response for many people in church today if someone prayed for them. You know, they woke up the next day and it appeared that nothing was different. They'd be like, yeah, well, thanks for that, but I didn't get anything. But friend, think about it. I am tipping that when you said yes to Jesus Christ, the next morning you didn't look or feel any different either. But it didn't mean that nothing had happened, right? So let's agree that we really can't rely on our senses when it comes to spiritual things. We can talk about that again later, but this guy in this story that Wigglesworth was giving, you know, he comes to him at the, the, the next day and he says, well, look, thanks so much for praying, but I didn't really get much out of it. I didn't get anything. And maybe he figured that was because... I don't know, God maybe was withholding the healing from him or it wasn't God's will to heal him or one of those other things that a lot of people, get, you know, they get all confused about why this happened and why that happened. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but Wigglesworth, in response to this man, said this. He said, listen, it's not that you didn't get anything. It's that right now your faith is inactive. 
And as soon as I read that, it, it, man, it just jumped off the page to me because when I started seeking God about doing this podcast and what it was to, I was supposed to teach on, I really clearly heard him say, help people activate their faith for daily victory. That's what I heard. I wrote it down. Help them to activate their faith so they can experience victory on a daily basis, not help them to get more faith. Because friend, if you are a believer, you have got right now all of the faith that you'll ever need for anything that you'll face. I'll show you that another day, but please understand that if you are a believer, you are not lacking in the faith department. Okay, God has not shortchanged you when it comes to your faith. In fact, just a tiny bit of the kind of faith that you've been given is enough, according to Jesus' words, to speak to a mountain and cast it into the sea. So I want you to understand today, I'll teach a whole lot more about this in the future, but you already, friend, have that level of faith right now in your born again spirit. It's already there. So you don't need any more faith for your healing, for that financial turnaround, for a relational breakthrough. You don't need more faith. What you need is you need to learn how to activate what you already have. And why is that? Well, it's because, friend, you can have all of the blessings of God available to you. But if you don't know how to receive them by faith, They will remain in the spirit realm and they'll never be manifest in the natural, which is where you need them. Okay, so that's what God impressed upon my heart to teach on in these podcasts. And and having planted and led two churches over 20 years, been preaching for 35 years, had the privilege of ministering to people all over the world. I can tell you, friend, without reservation that the body of Christ at large is ignorant of many of these truths. It's so sad. You you will find pockets of people around the place who know this, who are walking in victory day by day. But for the most part, believers today are just as sick and broke and struggling and depressed and scared and defeated as any of their unbelieving neighbors. But friend, that shouldn't be. Amen. You're not going to be a good witness if you're struggling with all the same stuff as your neighbors on the left and the right. And so I really do want to encourage you. Share these podcasts with friends. Share them with co-workers, people from church. Because listen, the way I see it, the more people who discover the freedom and the victory that we have in Jesus and start actually living that out, the more effective we're going to be in our witness. So please, don't keep this to yourself. What we're going to talk about in the coming days, if you will apply it, will absolutely revolutionize your faith and it will see you walking in victory. And I can say that with confidence today, not only because that's been the reality in our lives and the countless thousands of people that we've ministered to, but I can say it with confidence, friend, because the word of God works. Okay, it really does. The word of God works. Now, here's the qualifier. None of us have arrived. Amen. You know, Megan and I, we're believing for things right now that we haven't seen manifest in the natural. We haven't seen those things yet. We haven't obtained everything that God has for us. 
And maybe you haven't either. But hey, listen, we're going for it, right? We're believing for it. We're shooting for it. And so if you're listening to me today and you are not there yet, that's okay. But how many of you know, if you aim for nothing, you're going to hit it every time. And I say that because we talked last time about taking personal responsibility for our faith. We've got to take personal responsibility, right? We've got to become doers of the word of God and not just hearers only. And we said last time that Jeremiah 29, 11, which a lot of people like to quote, Christians love to quote Jeremiah 29, 11. It reveals God's heart for our lives, that we would have peace and success and an expected rather than an unexpected end. That is God's heart. That's his will for your life. But most people only read Jeremiah 29, 11. They don't go on to verse 12 and 13 because they just, you know, take that verse out of context and there it is, put it on a plaque somewhere, put it on a coffee cup, quote it and wonderful, wonderful. But we've got to read it in context. And verse 12 and verse 13 of Jeremiah 29 reveals our role in receiving that great promise. So, Here's what I want to do. I want to read you the whole lot so we can put it into context. Here it is. This is what it says. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all of your heart. So here is the next important key. If you want to start walking in victory, receiving all that God has for your friend, listen to me now. You've got to refuse to settle for second best. Did you get that? You've got to refuse to settle for second best. If you want to start enjoying victory on a daily basis, you've got to refuse to settle for second best. Or in other words, you have to be committed to experiencing God's best in your life. Amen? Not, not God's second best, not barely scraping by, not struggling through, but God's best. And I say that today because most people, if they were honest, they're really not looking for God's best. And they're not committed to finding his best. Oh, they like the idea of it, but they're not pursuing it. Maybe they even have asked for it in a prayer time sometime. Lord, give me your best. But they aren't seeking it with all of their heart. You know, it's a little bit like when you see the athletes at the Olympics and they're sprinting and they're swimming, they're lifting some ginormous weights in the powerlifting. And you're like, man, I would love to be able to do that. <laughs> have you ever done that? You know, you're watching it on TV and they're doing all these crazy things and throwing a javelin a mile or a shot putter or whatever, or they're doing the hurdles and they're running like in insane times for the hundred meters. And you're like, man, I would love to be able to do that. I'd love to have a physique like that, to be able to run and jump and lift like that. But friend, there's a big, big difference between you watching the Olympics on TV, right? Sitting there polishing off a bag of potato chips and getting up every morning at 4 a.m., training six, seven days a week for years and years and years until you start to see the kind of results that those guys are seeing, 
right? And in much the same way, when it comes to walking in victory and enjoying God's best, the truth is that, oh yeah, everybody wants that, but most aren't prepared to do what's required to enjoy it. And why is that? Well, it's because, friend, as long as you can live without God's best, you will. You'll settle for second best. Let me say that again. As long as you can live without God's best, as long as you can live with anything less than God's best, you will. You will. Let me explain that. You know, every morning I walk on a track near our home. And over the years, I have tested every brand, every kind of sneakers out there to try and find the most comfortable, the most responsive, the most bouncy pair of sneakers, right? That's important to me because they get a lot of mileage in the course of a year. And so because I have now found the kind of sneakers that fit me well, they're super comfortable, they're just really great, I will buy a second pair when I see them on sale. Often, you know, I'll buy two pairs at once and keep the the new ones in a box upstairs until the old ones wear out. So I got them on sale, right? Here's the thing. Even though I know that the sneakers that I'm currently wearing have lost most of their cushioning. I have them on my feet right now talking to you. Even though I can turn them over, I can see that the soles are all worn out. I continue to put them on (laughs) each morning and I go walking on the track. I wore them today. I'm wearing them now. Now why? Why would I do that? I do that because they're not terribly uncomfortable. I mean, if they were awful... I'd change them. I'd I'd just go upstairs, get the new pair. They're not terribly uncomfortable, but they're certainly not as cushioned as they were when I first got them. They're, They're not great. They're just okay. And so because of that, I keep wearing them. And the more that I do, the more worn, the more uncomfortable they become. But here's the crazy thing. The crazy thing, friend, is I have a solution to this problem. It is right there in the box, sitting upstairs in my wardrobe. Anytime I want, I can go upstairs, open the box, put on my new sneakers, and I can enjoy that cushiony goodness on the track. But instead of doing that, I persist with the old ones, usually until they become so flat that they are noticeably uncomfortable. But here's the thing. On the day that I put on the new ones, and I'm sure you've done this before, the day that I put on the new ones, oh man, I cannot understand why I put up with those old ones for so long. And that is what I mean when I say that too often, friend, we settle for second best. But when you reach a place When you are fed up with struggling, you are fed up with being sick and broke and afraid all the time, friend, when you reach a point where you cannot take another day of being defeated by the enemy, being sidelined by your worries, when you get to the place where you're like, that is it, I refuse to be defeated for another day. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you will get serious about seeking God and seeking his word. And when you do that, you will refuse to accept defeat. You will refuse to settle for less than enough. 
and you'll be committed to doing what it takes to move forward, to overcome, and to start enjoying the life that God has for you. And friend, more than anything else, that is what I want for you. That's why I'm committed to sharing these truths, because I want to see you getting some victory in your life. I want to see you flourishing. I want you to send me an email and let me know that your finances have turned around as you've started applying these truths so that you can not only be blessed, but be a blessing to others. I want to hear that your gifts are being developed and being used for his glory. I want your confidence in him to grow. I want you getting over stuff, friend, that maybe has been holding you back for decades. But it's not going to happen until you come to that place where you refuse to settle for second best. It is not going to happen. Until you make a decision, man, i got to go after God's best. I'm going to go after God's best. It's not going to happen until your attitude is like, God, I'm giving you everything i got. I refuse to live this way any longer. I refuse to keep being disappointed and discouraged and blaming everybody else for my problems. I'm taking responsibility for growing in your word. I'm going to take responsibility for becoming a doer of your word. I'm going to start relying on your spirit rather than my own understanding. And I'm going to believe you regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it feels like, and regardless of what anybody else says, I'm going to trust you. Now, what is that? That is Jeremiah 29, 12 through 13, friend. That is you making the commitment to seeking God with all of your heart. That's you taking responsibility for where things are at right now and obeying what he said and moving forward into a better future. And friend, the reason that we are talking about this today is that as long as you can live without victory, sadly, you will. As long as you can live with sickness in your body, you will. As long as you can live with poverty and debt and struggle and fear and worry, as long as you can put up with those things and not reflect Jesus in your life, you will. But when you get serious... When you make a commitment that says, man, I want God's best. I'm going to go after his best. I am tired of defeat. It is time for some victory. Friend, that is when everything changes. That's when things start to turn around. When we make a commitment to seeking God's best. Otherwise, friend, we will constantly settle for second best. Hey, listen, we're out of time, but can I encourage you today? It's time to stop settling for second best. I really do want you to search your heart today. And if you recognize that maybe in this season you haven't been seeking God's best, that you've gotten into the habit of reading stuff in the Word and then trying to rationalize to yourself as to why you're not entitled to it or, you know, you've got to struggle and try and make those things happen through your performance. No, no. I want you to recognize that, repent of it, and make a commitment today. God, I'm going to go after your best. Hey, listen, I believe in you, friend. I believe that the word of God is active and alive in you right now. And I believe that victory is in your future. So thanks so much for listening. You can find out more about this ministry and how you can resource yourself and build your faith and help to bring freedom to the lives of others. All that at newbulbministries.com.
Thanks for listening. I'll speak to you again real soon.